Welcome to this week's Tez Effie podcast. My name's Kate Parker and I'm joined by Julie Balkatai. Hello. And this week we have two special guests with us, both Tez Effie Awards judges. We have Fiona Aldridge, the Director of Policy and Research at the Learning and Work Institute. Hello. And we have Bob Harrison, former principal and chair of governors at Northern College. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Morning. Hi, hi Fiona. Hi, Kate. Hi, Julia. (laughs) Hello. And today is a very exciting day because tonight is the Tez Effie Awards 2020. We've had a bit of a journey to get to this point, but we are here and it is going ahead online. Um, So Fiona was our judge for um, the contribution to local local communities category and Bob judged um, outstanding use of technology for improving teaching, learning and assessment. Um, Both categories which are particularly important now more than ever given everything that's happened with COVID. So to start off with um, I'd like to ask both of you just to kind of give your reflections on your category this year. Um, Did you think you had you know a particularly high standard? Did you find it hard to judge? Uh, Fiona do you want to start off? Yeah, certainly. So this was my first year as a judge. I wasn't sure what to expect. I know that um, FE providers across the country do great things in their community, but actually reading these nominations was amazing, really. The the focus on supporting not only students, but their families and their local local economies, uh, local communities, thinking about social action and cultural action. Uh, It was amazing, really. We had some really good, strong nominations. It was hard to make a choice, but I'm confident we've got a great winner. And Bob? Yeah, absolutely delighted to, for the awards tonight. I'm, I'm sat here in my dicky bow and uh, <laughs> a evening suit, just, and I've got my uh, uh, dinner and glass of uh, fizzy water in front of me, so I'm going to be getting into the spirit of things. And, and again, same as Fiona, I think this is my sixth or seventh year as a judge, and uh, it continues to inspire me. Uh, I mean, I judge for a few other awards as well. And it's one of the ways that, uh, you know, as I go into my dotage, I, I keep inspired because, you know, I see what teachers and learners are, are doing using technology on the ground in, in colleges and schools and sixth form colleges as well. And, and adult and tra- training providers as well. And, and it's absolutely inspirational because what they're doing is they're doing it despite the system because the system really, you know, doesn't really support innovation. And overall, you know, I'm really pleased. I think year on year, our entries have gone up. I think we had over 60 entries this year. Like, like Fiona, it's, the standard's gone up. It's been more difficult to shortlist down. I could have shortlisted 20. Uh, we've only got limit for, uh, for eight. So the standard's gone up. And, and I, think, I think it's particularly ironic. I've spent 20-odd years trying to persuade politicians and policymakers and principals to invest in digital technology for teaching learning assessment and then a virus comes along and uh, you know really accelerates the process so I think I, I'm even I'm more looking forward to next year because I think um, you know the, the entries will be even more and even higher because there's so many more colleges that are engaging in online and blended learning mm, absolutely that's the same with the communities category in that we've seen the amazing way that colleges have responded to their community during during covid you know you've got colleges making masks and visors and all sorts of things for their community 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to be a judge next year because we've got some great nominations for this year. But just thinking about what we know about how providers have really stepped up to make a difference to to their local community in really practical ways and creative ways so that they've become this really key um, institution and key groups of people in their local communities. And I I just encourage people to to nominate themselves and nominate their providers next year. And I I think we're going to get a lot of applications and they're going to be really good. And and it's great, isn't it? Because as we need to go into a stage of demonstrating just how much FE, just the role that FE can play in our economic recovery and our social recovery, this will be a great chance to be able to demonstrate just what we can do. So really looking forward to next year, but there's some great winners to celebrate this year first. I guess the other thing is, you know, Kate and I get involved in the process quite late. Obviously, we stay well out of any sort of shortlisting or, or judging decisions. We We only get to sort of look on as, as you, the experts, make, make those decisions. So for us and for everyone else watching tonight, you know, the shortlist will be an interesting one to look out for. Lots that colleges can learn, lots of that providers can take away from what institutions were doing pre-COVID, both on EdTech and in their communities, and maybe learning for what they might take on next year. And it's easier even because you can take notes at your own desk at home from these great <laughs> examples while you drink your orange cocktail yeah. and uh, and watch the winners i, th- I think that's a, a really important point that julia that you make that uh, yeah yes this is the, the these awards are important uh, tonight not only for the people who are shortlisted but for the people who entered but more importantly i think because they uh they they, they really shine a light and and uh, give some aspiration to other colleges and you know the, you, you will remember i was involved in the the Feltag report. And, you know, at the time, I think one of my oft-tweeted quotes was, those colleges that embed and embrace the spirit of Feltag will not only survive, but thrive. And I think, you know, the COVID situation has actually, you know, emphasized that and exaggerated that. And I think uh, it's been absolutely magnificent, some of the responses. And and I've, I've, I mean, do you want me to comment a little bit on each of the shortlisted ones? You know, I've made a couple, a bit, a few notes on the shortlisting, or, or is that getting go into ahead, too much go detail? Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead. Well, I think one of the things that characterises uh, virtually all of them is that, and, and this this is in contrast to how when we started six or seven years ago. When we started six or seven years ago, the entries were characterised by being little pockets of pilots that were done in particular vocational areas, and now. Uh, it's virtually, you know, all of the shortlisted ones uh, virtually are talking about whole colleges approaches. So Barton Peveril College, you know, whole college strategic approach, really powerful evidence about how they've empowered learners and some fantastic feedback from the students about uh, how, uh, you know, the education technology is helping them learn. Berkshire College of Agriculture, I have to say I've visited lots of colleges uh, of agriculture, Reese Heath, Myersco, you know, real pioneers some of the best examples of digital technology for learning have come from, you know, land-based colleges and agricultural colleges because, you know, if, if you're out in the fields or you're on a tractor, well, they're not really tractors now, are they? They're computers on wheels. You know, there's some really fantastic evidence of how mobile technology, wireless technology, remote learning, I don't know why they call it remote, uh, but, uh, uh, and, and, you know, Berkshire College of Agriculture, a really powerful digital induction, talking about virtual timetables, 
and strong leadership and vision. And that's another thing that is characteristic of all of them. Cardiff and Vale College, again, another whole college approach. Uh, they, they've done something within their college, which has then now started to uh, uh, have osmosis into the whole area. They've got a strong partnership with Microsoft and uh, they're going you know, out into the community and into the country. Uh, ex, you know, exploring how to build digital capacity and capability. Fourth Valley, about cultural change, uh, one-to-one audits with staff and staff competencies. And they have a little, what's called the Learning Technologies Advancement Group, which is interesting because, again, it's about uh, strategic vision. Gower College, tremendous use with SEND learners, uh, piloted again in, in Gower and then used across the whole of Wales. Harlow College, you know, a very strong relationship with Apple. In fact, they've had some of the top Apple people flying in to help them. Uh, whole college approach. They've redesigned quite a lot of their learning spaces. And uh, the staff development that they've done to support all that, in fact, got praised by Ofsted, but, uh, you know, which is a, a, yeah, really uncommon because I'm not sure Ofsted can quite recognize uh, effective uh, online learning and use of digital technology. But that's another story for another time. Um, they've, they've offered distributed leadership at Harlow, which is impressive because they've got digital leaders and digital ambassadors. Uh, haven't College, they've gone with Google. Um, so, you know, I'm keeping all our commercial suppliers here. We've gone with Microsoft. We've had a mention for Apple. We've had a mention for, for Google. Uh, um, and, and they've uh, got strong evidence of engagement with staff and students and really strong evidence of impact. That's another important difference now between where we are now uh, Kate and where we started. Now, now people of collecting uh, really strong evidence of how this has impacted and improved on learning. And finally, South Gloucestershire, uh, they have again a whole college approach, and they've uh, in transition from using Moodle to Microsoft Teams, and a great emphasis on change management. So I think all of those shortlisted ones, to be honest with you, could could easily win. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, making the choice I found it really hard it's helpful to have all the other judges because whilst I might have an opinion on who I think is the best exposing my views to uh, you know eight to ten people who are not particularly uh, techie but to uh, have their views about teaching learning and assessment that that always helps us uh, uh, whittle it down to you know the top two or three so uh, good luck to, to whoever's going to win but uh, thankful for all the other people who've applied and hopefully this will raise the profile of how effective technology can be to engage and empower learners. And uh, like Fiona said, uh, make sure that the college can you know, support the community, whether that's face-to-face or online or in the blended way. Um, I think Bob's, Bob's um, thinking about kind of whole organisational approach is really important. So in the contribution to local community um, category, we had um, lots of um, colleges and other providers who are doing great work um, on individual projects, maybe connected to a, a sports club or a community club or uh, around digital, as in Bob's category, where they're trying to engage people who might not think of, of college as the place that they would go to try and engage them and build confidence and recognise skills so lots there but actually for the the winners some of the best um, nominations take a whole 
um, organizational approach, taking a really strategic approach to how they can really serve and engage and support their local community. So they had lots of things happening, but it was all connected to that overall purpose. And you did very much get that sense that if the college or the FE provider wasn't in their local community, that local community would be much poorer as a result of it, that there would be something missing. And actually to show how FE colleges and other providers can be just a really core part of their local area is really important. And, and what made the winners and, and those uh, really strong nominees stand out. And did you, how difficult was it shortlisting? Did you spend a couple of sleepless nights? Oh, do you know, you just want to give an award to everybody. Um, there was a long list of... We don't um, have that many, Fiona. No, we don't have that many. Uh, but it's just... What's hard is not choosing someone because there are so many um, great nominations. And of course, there are loads of people we know out in the sector doing great work that, that haven't nominated. And we'd really like to encourage you to nominate for this coming year. It is really hard to, to choose because there's so much going on. Um, and you just want to share that with everybody else. But I do think where people are taking that whole organisation approach, they're thinking of it as a strategy to make a real difference to their local community. Then there are a couple of those nominations that, that really, really stand out because you know that it's for now, but it's for the future. You know that those young people or adults that they're working with that, that at the minute don't look like they're going to be anywhere near to coming into the college. We know that of years of sustained work with them, we are going to see more young people and more adults thinking, no, this is a place for me and this is a place that will transform my life and transform the community that I live in. And that's what the great thing about this category. And, you know, you were saying, both of you saying how, how, how tough the decision is and it does really help to have your other judges there in one room. Just, I know, you know, there were no fisticuffs over, over who should win what category, but, you know, when there are disagreements, it, it really helps to make sure that the person that has won is a worthy winner that everybody really agrees with. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the most uplifting days of your working life because you get to to read and discuss the best across um, across FE. And it's just fabulous. You come out feeling so on top of the world, really. Um, it is hard because there's so, so many great um, nominations to choose between. Um, and it's good to have the challenge from other people with different perspectives to say, you know, is this, is this outstanding? Is this more than we might expect from a, from a provider? Or, the, or should this be what we want to make sure everybody's doing across the piece? And it, it makes you come out wanting to do better yourself as well as just feeling great about the sector you work in. I think just just reflecting on on what Fiona's just said uh, and reflecting on the last few years, I, I think there is uh, one common thread that's emerged uh, that about how you know colleges are, are moving forward and really stand out, and that and that is first of all they have a strategic vision about where learning and teaching and assessment is going to be. That that might be. A, a better vision than currently where the, the DFE are. Uh, but they have a vision and, and they're very clear about what that vision. And that vision uh, n not only is something that's decided by a small group of governors or a senior management team in a small room, but it's a shared vision. That, that's the first characteristic. There is a shared vision about where they see the college going and how digital technology uh, is going to play a part, and in, in Fiona's case, where community engagement, and I think the, the two things are linked actually now, because uh, community engagement, there's a very strong digital social media element in community engagement. The other characteristic that I think they have, uh, as well and common uh, uh, issue, 
is they're engaging not only with the governors and with the senior management team, but they're also engaging with the learners and the, and the community. So in some respects, I mean, and I get invited to go and help. It has to be by Zoom now. It used to be face-to-face to go and help colleges to develop their digital strategy. And one of the things that I always insist on is that we start at the very top, i.e. with governors, and we also start with students and learners. And I think if you engage with those, and that's one of the characteristics not in the eight shortlisted uh, for tonight's awards, the eight shortlisted have that common thread. They are engaging with learners, they are listening to learners, they're empowering learners, and at the same time, they've got a long-term strategic vision of where learning can go. So as we're getting ready for tonight, are you a bit apprehensive? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What's your emotion? And also, how will you be watching, both of you? Bob, you've already got your dinner ready and your board yeah. tie on. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, have we got a, a, this is interesting, we usually have a, a charity thing. I, I, we're not going to be able to do that this year because well, we won't year, be able to. We'll have to do that a bit differently too. But there is a charity, and you'll be hearing more about that during the awards as well. Okay. So uh, that's good. That's good. I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased because I think that's one of the more, one of the benefits. The thing that I'll miss, if I'm honest with you, I mean, I'll be on Zoom and and I'll be there. It'd be nice to see. But what, one of the great things, as Fiona says, you know, the judging's nice because I get to meet up with people and and uh, see people, which is. You know, it gets less and less, and it's more difficult. And particularly if Manchester gets locked into Tier Three today, as it's suggested, it might be it might be even more difficult to travel. But hopefully next year, one of the things I'll miss this year uh, is just the physical contact. You know, because going down there, you know, uh, I, I see lots of people, many of whom you know I've worked with over the years. Some people who I gave them their first jobs in FE, and they're now college principals, and it's always lovely to see them catch up. And it's quite affirming for me because, uh, you know, it's, it's not always been easy arguing and singing the song that I've been singing. But more recently, it's become really rewarding for people to say, you know what, Bob, you were right about all this technology stuff. And, you know, they give me a big hug and it's lovely to see him. So I'll miss that. But uh, I'm looking forward to it anyway. How about you, Fiona? Yeah, so I was really looking forward to coming to the event and meeting people. If you read these nominations and you just desperately want to meet people and find out more about them. So it'd be a shame not to to be there, but really looking forward to um, to watching it. And I'll be watching with my family. At the minute, I'm uh, uh, choosing with my 15-year-old where she's going to do, where she's going to go after GCSEs. And we're looking at colleges at the minute. And it would just be great to sit with her and go, this is what it's like. The, these are your options. This could be your future. And so very much looking forward to inspiring them to think about their future choices um, and just to be able to share with my family what I do at work um, and just say that this is the best of what we do isn't it great that's just, I think a lot of people will be like that, you know, kind of watching from the home. I, w- I was saying to my boyfriend, oh, you can watch the awards with me this year because I've never been able to take him in the past. And I think a lot of people will have that experience, you know, on their sofa, watching as a family. Um, and hopefully, you know, maybe some of them will, you know, join in groups of six to watch as well. But we have got, um, you know, uh, lots of surprises planned for everybody. Um, you know, have, we got a co- have we got a compare, Kate, this year? Have we got a compare? Everything you need will be there, Bob. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't ruin okay. the surprise, Bob. It's all, you know, okay. <laughs> people can log in and see what happens. But hopefully, yeah, everybody will join us. Yeah, well, I'm turning the tables on you two because that's what journalists <laughs> do. 
they try and they try and provoke people to give them information that they don't really want to give them. So we anyway. can't reveal well, okay. our sources. We can't reveal okay, our sources. Okay. You just have to trust okay. us. Um, okay, I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> but yeah, we're all really looking forward to toasting to the wonderful FE sector, hopefully with an orange cocktail or an orange non-alcoholic drink or whatever beverage you would prefer. And um, thank you so much, Bob and Fiona, for joining us. And good luck to everybody shortlisted and the winners. And we hope that you have a wonderful time celebrating. And we'll see you tonight. Yeah, we'll okay. see you tonight. Bye, thank everybody. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.